0: Without it. I'll be there with the hammers of justice. And make me mistake, I will fucking kill you.
1: It's not who I am underneath, but what I do. <laughs> Now you want to get nuts?
0: Come on, let's get nuts. Let's dance, bozo. Hello and welcome to Gotham City Limits, your premiere podcast for all things Batman. He is Vengeance, he is the Knight, I'm Em, and that's Autumn, and we are here at the end of this fucking show. Can you believe it? It's so weird. It's genuine. It's so
1: weird. <laughs> um, do you read any other Batman this week?
0: Are you fucking kidding me? Absolutely not.
1: <laughs> um, well then, I have... Um... I have something to to tell you about. It's not Batman, but it is related to this.
0: All right, yeah, let's go. I was
1: I was just in a Wikipedia hole. Um, between uh, I just recorded copying comic books like an hour ago, and I just kind of mm-hmm. spent the time on Wikipedia, and I discovered Jingle Bell, which is a character. Oh, I've
0: read Jingle Bell.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. So you know about this, well, listeners. Jingle Bell is a uh, character Paul Dini created in the late '90s. That's uh, just like a sexy teen daughter For Santa Claus And I just wanted to bring this up on the podcast Because this shit is fucking depraved
0: <laughs> uh, It's Belle with B-E-L-L-E yeah. um, And it has big Like Like indie comics Vibes in it. Like it looks like Paul Dini mm-hmm. But like all the proportions are fucking awful yes. um, <laughs> And the comic sucks It's miserable It's just it like so pit up girl bad. nonsense It's so bad
1: it's uh, it's like a 16-year-old pinup girl. The proportions are bizarre. I don't really yes. know what Paul Dini finds hot about this girl, but he definitely finds her very hot. And it's also just the same character as Harley Quinn. Um, yes. yes. Except he, instead just made,
0: of... he just made a Harley Quinn that he could probably draw porn of and no one would sue him.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, it's, you know, 20% weirder because instead of her boyfriend Joker, it's her dad Santa Claus, you know? Yeah. This shit is depraved. I, I have nothing to say about it except that I was reading it uh, right before the podcast and I was just shaking my head the whole time.
0: Yeah, I read this, uh, this some time ago, but I remember it being absolutely terrible. <laughs> so. It's
1: so fucking bad. And there's been yes. there's like a two issue series in the, in the late 90s. There's like six more issues in like 2005. There's like seven more issues in like 2011. And I'm like, why? Do why you know the origin
0: keep- story of Jingle Bell? no <laughs> okay so this um i I was looking at the wikipedia and it jogged my memory so um paul Dini, <laughs> because he works at warner brothers and like worked on tiny tunes whatever got a christmas card from steven spielberg like just one of those family things and he's like uh-huh. i wonder what celebrities uh what it's like to be the kid of a celebrity and have a famous father um <laughs> and inspired by Steven Spielberg's real life family drew his weird pinup book about Santa Claus's hot teenage <laughs> daughter it's just so insane this man was clearly thinking
1: about Santa's hot teenage daughter before this and just <laughs> oh, i hate him so much yeah. um we could talk about Batman now i just I needed to bring that to your attention no, and you no, already no. knew about that, it. So yeah, no, it's,
0: it's worth, <laughs> it's worth mentioning. Um, Paul Dini, truly one of the villains of history. Sometimes. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of Paul Dini, our first episode this week is Deep Freeze. The 84th episode of this show. This aired November 26, 1994. Tell Paul Dini. Story by Paul Dini and Bruce Tim, Directed by Kevin Altieri. Animation by Donging Animation Co. Limited. What happens in this episode? A big robot breaks into Arkham and puts
1: Mister Freeze into his chest like he's Bender. Uh, Batman and Robin <laughs> he go to. Does th- do
0: that. <laughs> I did not considered this.
1: Batman and Robin go talk to the guy who built Hardack, uh, Carl Rossum. Um, yeah,
0: I, f- I forgot we got another Rossum. I was Yeah, it's like, oh, Rossum, man. Good.
1: Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about Rossum for just a second because uh, um, it just it, not plot relevant, but it is fun. Anyway, um. <clears throat> He says, oh, hey, I used to work with this evil Walt Disney guy, Grant Walker, <laughs> um, and cut to uh, Walker uh, has Mr. Freeze, and he's like, hey, listen, um, I want to live forever, and you are like half cryogenically frozen, so you're going to basically live forever, so I just want you to do that to me, um, and Mr. Freeze is like, no, I don't want to, and grant walker is like well i have your wife so you have to and uh, uh, wife
0: who was presumed dead for the record last time we saw mr yes. freeze yeah.
1: yes um suspended in glass exactly like the um rose from beauty and the beast yeah um <clears throat> meanwhile batman and robin are breaking into walker's new theme park oceania um and walker is just on a big tv screen telling his staff Hey, so you're all going to stay in Oceania, and it's going to be a perfect little utopia, and I'm going to kill everybody in Gotham. Um,
0: Everyone there knew about this, for the record. They were down okay. for
1: it. Okay. Because they, they seemed pretty non-clushed no, no, no. by like, it. <laughs> He's
0: like, the rest of the world thinks this is an amusement park, but I'm actually making Bioshock. Um, <laughs> he is just making Bioshock. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: I mi- I missed the part where they were already in on it before yeah. they got there, because I thought that it was weird that they didn't seem bothered by this.
0: No. Um, Though, I'll be honest, they seem pretty unbothered by when Mr. Freeze comes on and says, if you value your lives, leave, flee the sinking city. And they all go, well, okay, I guess we'll file out <laughs> run away.
1: <laughs> um So Batman and Robin are watching this and some robots, um, take Batman and Robin and they try to argue with Walker, but Walker's like, I'm evil, I don't care. Um, and, uh, Mr. Freeze, um, shoots them with his freeze gun. Uh, Freeze does replicate the accident that put him into the suit for Walker, and so now Walker is in the freezing suit. Um, and, um why didn't I not finish writing the summary? (laughs) Um, basically, uh, Batman and Robin like fight them and there's big explosion and the whole utopia is going down and Walker wants to go down with it. Um, Uh, the
0: most important part here is Batman convinces Mr. Freeze to join, like free them and join them in defeating Walt Disney. Yes.
1: Yes. Um, and, uh, Walker sinks down to the bottom of the ocean and, um, He's like
0: awake down there, right? (laughs) Yeah, the the implication is that he will forever live at the bottom of the ocean stuck in a cyber suit.
1: Yep. (laughs) Uh, That shit sucks for him. Um, Anyway, we get a little epilogue with um, Freeze just being sad uh, in front of the big glass. He's Uh, he's
0: also in... He's basically in the bubble from the fountain, but underwater. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um... This episode's fun. I like this episode. I, I like this episode quite a bit uh, because it's about Mr. Freeze defeating evil Walt Disney, who he turned into the second Mr. Freeze. Yes.
1: Also... The evil Walt Disney is like, hey, you know how uh, Walt Disney had his brain frozen in a jar? I want you to do that, but I want to still be walking around and stuff. This like is that's not what real. the joke this is, is not an
0: actual thing that happened to Walt Disney, but yes, the, the, the animators definitely know about the story of Walt Disney having his brain yes. frozen in a jar.
1: Yes, it, it is playing on that thing yeah. specifically, and it's a lot of fun because of it. I think. Um, also, Walker uh, is just so cartoonishly evil that it just sells the whole thing really well. Yes.
0: I mean, he's doing Walt Disney. um It's also weird in that, like, I think he more perfectly captures Andrew Ryan than, like, <laughs> the actual <laughs> game Bioshock does. <laughs> just like this type of guy is just, like, perfectly encapsulated, and everyone looks at him and scoffs and goes, this loser. And, uh, you know, if Batman was there with rapture. Uh, he'd beat Andrew Ryan's ass and everything <laughs> yeah. <gone>. that's the <laughs> he would secret. Simply handle it. <laughs> um, the, the funny thing about this episode, we haven't seen Mr. Freeze in a long time is obviously they don't even try to do the airbrushing of the helmet. They're like, Nope, not mm-hmm. that. That was impossible to, we got lucky once someone almost killed themselves doing it. We're never doing that again. Uh, they also have forgotten how to do the voice modulation on Mr. Freeze. Yes. <laughs> and they're trying all episode to dial in. There's a whole scene where Batman and Robin are underwater and rebreathers because it's a, Another attempt for them to try dial the audio in just, just right, and they still don't have it. They don't have it the entire they episode. It.
1: They don't have it. <laughs> um, and and it sucks because um the 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 actor who plays Freeze, he's still putting in work. Like he still is doing a good job, like he did the last time we saw him. But um, yeah, they just don't, they don't have the effect downright, and it doesn't. It you can tell. Yeah. Um, also um. Should be noted that uh, Walker is played by the guy who is the president of the of OCP and RoboCop, um, and just playing the exact same character. <laughs> oh yeah, because um, I was like, "Where do I recognize this voice from?" And yeah, it's just uh, uh <clears throat> it's just exactly the character from uh, RoboCop for me. That's fair. um, but yeah, it's just it's just kind of a stupid episode.
0: Yeah, but, like, I like it. Um, I think Mr. Freeze, like, they waited so long to do anything else, Mr. Freeze, and him just kind of being, like, utilized by someone else. Um, He's not even, like heart like there's no like emotional conflict he's like i'm gonna join he like he's got my wife i'm gonna do the thing and batman's like what would she think and he's like ah uh, yeah you're right fine i'll be a good guy mm-hmm. uh <laughs> and there's just like no moral conflict within him there's no like questioning it he's just a big he basically is like frankenstein right like you yes. really lean into him as like no moral compass uh, someone who's like very driven by his own sense of right and wrong uh, for the very simple things he wants. And I think it rips. I think that sounds really good. Um, Mm -hmm. The bit where he's like i'm gonna go you know die in the ocean with my wife and batman's like no and he, he freezes robin uh like a chump i think robin got froze last time too just yeah just loser history's loser is robin getting <laughs> no ba- batman got frozen last time robin wasn't around there's a whole bit where he uses the chickens like alfred made him chicken soup i remember this um mm-hmm. but um robin just like falling over it's in batman and robin where robin gets frozen that's right. Yes. 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 yes, yes. Um, there's a bit where he like Robin's like dying of hypothermia immediately because he's encased nice. If you're encased nice, uh-huh. you would probably die. I don't think you can get people out of that real
1: quick. No, um, it's really dangerous. I don't think so. But
0: Batman just like brings him into the bat boat and he's like dripping water on the floor in the interior as you see him like frozen, like laid down on a bench. It's really funny. More L's for Dick Grayson in this show. <laughs> <laughs> um he's
1: gonna get one no he's not gonna get a w in the next episode anyway (laughs) um there was something else i was gonna say i wanted to talk about the batmite thing for a sec but there was something else about freeze i wanted to say oh yeah just that like he's so defeated like it feels like 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 because he's trying to tell um he's trying to tell walker like I'm miserable. Like the way I am sucks. I hate this. Yes. I can't, yeah. I don't get to feel touch. And Walker's like, okay, sure. <laughs> <It's Sounds> fine. <laughs> it's so <and> I'm, good.
0: <laughs> I'm different. Rip to you, but I'm different. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, I, I, I'm not a wife guy, so I don't think this is going to be an issue for me. <laughs> yeah.
0: I do love when he gets up off the table. He's just like, he immediately smashes the table to prove that he is a strong robot man now. And it's just like <laughs> grinning, evil walt disney running around in a robot suit and with like giant pecs and everyone standing around going oh sir you're you're now very swole (laughs) it's really good (laughs) i like this a lot i think this is like exactly the kind of speed i want um but also yeah uh carl ross they go back to him um, yep. he'll be bald He was in that other episode where he was just gardening at that point. <laughs> and once right? again, yeah. he has the plot of I've given up my building robots, but he has he's he's in a room surrounded by robots. I don't care if they're toys; those are robots. You're still making robots, my guy. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. No, th- <laughs> this is like it's so obvious that this is like a a Blade Runner reference. Um, mm. but it's just like you said you were done building robots, though. But then he like he builds a robot Batmite. Um and I Yes. <laughs> I was kind of excited for a second because I was like, "Oh, this is going to be stupid stupid." But then Batmite just like the little uh head comes undone and I was I was so mad. I was like, "Come on. Give us Batmite. Give us something really fucking stupid for this show."
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think we get any Batmite in in the Diniverse version of DC animation. Mm-hmm. Like there's Famous Batmite episodes of uh, Brave and the Bolt, because of course they are
1: uh, right. That that's a show that would know what it uh, know what it had with Batmite, but not this show. Yeah, <laughs> um, you no, know, no, not the show. Um,
0: <laughs> I want to say there's something later, but I might just be thinking about this, and I don't, I don't remember because I know we like once we get to Superman, it's just like rotten with um Yeah,
1: I wouldn't be shocked if there's like Batmite and Mixoplex in like one episode together, but yeah i don't know um should we talk about the next episode
0: um i thought there was one other thing i wanted to say but you know what i don't remember what it is so um yeah we can go to the next episode oh this does this episode does like end setting up like the the sub-zero movie more than i thought um so i'm like maybe we should move that up because we weren't gonna watch it right away i don't mean like two weeks from now but Mm -hmm. i do think like maybe after season one of superman we slip that in
1: okay sure I'm struggling to remember, I've definitely seen Sub-Zero, but it's been a while, and I'm, like, trying to remember, like, what is the connection here? Um, Is this just, like, the state that we see freeze in at the start of that movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay.
0: And that's (sighs) specifically more about, like, Dick Grayson and Barbara. Um,
1: Yeah, that was the thing that I was thinking about with the next episode. It was, was like, because I remember Sub-Zero being a little bit more of a Bat Family uh, movie. And, um... The next episode we're going to talk about is, like, the first Bat Family episode of this show that's really... I, I think the next episode really works um
0: i think that there's one part of this episode that is i'm like fucking anyway well, the episode we're talking about is batgirl returns the 85th uh-huh. episode the final episode of the original run of batman the Made series in production order uh written by michael reeves and bryn stevens directed by dan reba animation services by dong yang animation Co. limited this aired november 14th or sorry november 12th 1994 what happens in this episode Barbara
1: is getting ready for midterms, but she's got Batman on the brain and decides to don the Batgirl costume once again so she can maybe go see him. Um, she's investigating a robbery of a jade cat from the museum the night before, um, and she bumps into Catwoman, and she's like, oh, Catwoman, you're returning to the scene of the crime. Catwoman says she didn't do it. Um, they're talking about it, but then, uh, Dick Grayson interrupts to be a fucking dork. Um... Uh, the next day, Dick calls Bruce, and Bruce says, I'm too busy to be in this episode. i is in Paris. <laughs> which is insane to remember when this is the last episode of this show for a couple of years. <laughs> but um, Anyway, um, <clears throat> and meanwhile, uh, Catwoman and Batgirl decide to team up and track down the real thief. Um, they go to the big henchman bar, um, and they interrogate this guy who manufactured an acid? I think, um, and they get into a big bar brawl and the police end up chasing them because they think that, um, Batgirl and Catwoman stole the jade cat. Um, they shake the police and they go after Roland Daggett because, um, Catwoman is like, Roland Daggett is the guy who has to be responsible for this. Um. If you don't
0: remember, Roland Daggett's the guy who made Clayface. He's the guy who's not Rupert Thorne
1: in, like, a couple of sets. (laughs) Yes, yes. He's like young Rupert Thorne. That's his. (laughs) Um, so Batgirl and Catwoman go to Daggett's secret lair and he gets them and he's going to dip them into a vat of acid as villains do. Uh, but Robin actually does something useful for once and saves their ass. Um, they beat Daggett's goons. They beat Daggett, uh, and Catwoman gets the, um, jade cat and tries to slip away Batgirl catches up to her, um, and Catwoman is like, well, hey, we would be uh, such a good team, why don't you just uh, be a thief with me? Um, And uh, Barbara is too much of a cop for this. Um, And she's like, Catwoman, you promised that if you lied to me, you were going to turn yourself in. And Catwoman says, okay, I'll turn myself in. uh, And lets the police car drive approximately a block before um, escaping, which is a cute little stinger for that. Um... And, yeah, at the end of the episode, uh, she's like, oh, Dick, you're so dreamy.
0: Uh, Okay, bye. (laughs) No, she specifically goes, uh, Dick's like, oh, we got to stop her. And she's like, nah, we're going to let her have this one.
1: (laughs) Right, 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 right. Um, Because, right, because she's spending this whole episode pining after... um, bruce and this
0: episode opens with batgirl uh-huh. da- mm-hmm. barbara gordon daydreaming mm-hmm. college uh imagining a world where she beats the fuck out of the penguin the joker and 2 Face together and then batman shows up and is like you're so hot and they fucking make out on the roof and it's disgusting immediately we're here it would, so, be, it would be fine if i didn't know this is where this is going they the, right. the people making this show think this is good and not like barbara gordon being a ridiculous like teen
1: yeah in a vacuum. Batgirl has a crush on Batman. That's totally fine. That's like a normal yeah. thing. The the problem is that like, I, yeah, we know where this is gonna go, and this sucks. <laughs> I yeah. fucking hate it. <laughs> um, it's the worst part of the show. It's the worst fucking
0: shit in the world. Um. um. So here's my main problem with the the, the tenor of this episode. Mm-hmm. Barbara Gordon is depicted as like a golly gee whiz 50s girl who just doesn't be- believe what people tell her and is like, cops do good. Uh, and, you know, you got to turn yourself in. If you lie to me, you got to turn yourself in like it's a fucking silver age comic. Like she's Jimmy Olsen. Right. 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 Um, but Batman and Robin are out of those fucking characters. (laughs) She doesn't provide contrast at all. Right. There's Uh there's like Tim or sorry, not Tim. uh, Dick Grayson is exactly the same character as Barbara Gordon in the way that he acts, except sometimes he's sarcastic and she's, she's only sarcastic when she's like being cute in the way the animators want to draw her be cute, you know? Right. Um, Yeah. Um, and there's like a, there was an opera. I feel like there's an opportunity here of like Batman, Batman would, but Robin would never work with a villain. Um, right especially when Batman's out of town he's like no we, we put villains away I've been fighting villains for since I was a little kid and you know Batman took me in and trained me up and she goes no sometimes being a cop means you cut a deal because uh, mm-hmm. she's got cop brain but she has like she has like idealized American myth cop brain and not real cop brain where cops cut <laughs> deals all the fucking time right <laughs> and I, um. I think it'd be really interesting if she was just a character who was allowed the space to be like a little more streetwise wise a little more like me and Catwoman got this weird thing where like she wants to recruit me and I want to use her to do this thing and we, we're in it together. Um, but this show can't write girl like women girl in her case being anything other than like sex pots or gormless idiots.
1: That's it. Yes. Yes. the Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um like the there's a moment where Catwoman is like trying to convince Batgirl to join her, and like the animation goes from like Batgirl listening to like Batgirl rolling her eyes, and that was the mm. mo- like it just doesn't work it's just like i don't know you have to have like the episode works better if you have batgirl like be a little enticed by it um Mm -hmm. but then like stand by her upbringing in some way you know the the Um, whole
0: point the whole point with her so far because it's only the second time we've seen her is she wanted to be like batman and batman and robin had treated her like dog shit Right. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, you're not going you're not one of us. You're not part of the family, whatever. And then Catwoman's like, okay, they don't want to take, I see potentially you they don't. We can work together. Um, Catwoman's already basically a tweener, like she's fine. Um mm-hmm. you could actually have something here. Like there's a story that can be told that is interesting about like Barbara Gordon, you know, son of the commissioner, uh, straight shooter, but understands how things work, decides to work with Catwoman and it evolves into something that Robin could not be, right? Right. Um, and then Batman has to show, like, obviously there's no show for this. There's no runway for Batman shows uh-huh. up and is like, wait, why is she cutting deals with super villains? <laughs> and
1: then like, yeah, the thing, the thing that fixes this is um, to turn the show into Justice League and make this like a two or three parter <laughs> yes, where yes. like part one is her getting enticed into the life of crime. Episode two it is it doesn't uh, even have to be
0: crime. It just has to be the moral ambiguity of being willing yeah. to cross lines of Batman and Robin Wall right
1: yeah and episode two is like batman and robin
0: are like you're doing crime and batgirl's like i'm not doing crime shut (laughs) up i know what crime is i know what crime is more than you robin there's (laughs) a bit where she calls dick grayson just like a dweeb as he like swings away and it's just the most like instant character execution of dick grayson it's like this man will never be cool he
1: will never the thing for me is um seeing him uh Stand outside her like second floor dorm room window um and yeah. be like, Hey Barbara, don't you want to come hang out with me? And uh, it is stupid fucking little uh sweater vest and collars. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> and was... Go down to the soda
1: shop. <laughs> I fucking hate this guy so much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's such a fucking nerd.
0: <laughs> um one of the weird things about this episode, uh watching it, because they put Catwoman and Batgirl in the scenes together, is they have basically the same outfit. Just gray bodysuit with some, like, you know, accent points. Uh Um, I'm like, the Batgirl suit is boring.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is, like, I'm a big fan of, um, like, this is, like, when I think of Batgirl, this is basically the design I think of. But I always, like, imagine with with a little more color or contrast or or something to just liven it up. Because basically all she has is the belt. You know?
0: Yeah.
1: Um like she doesn't even have the trunks that that Batman does that's yeah, adds sort of just a little more color and contrast to the whole thing. <clears throat> um and it also just makes it really apparent that, you know, Bruce Timm and whoever is thinking about she's got hips though.
0: <laughs> I um I always think of the Batgirl Year One I don't. When I think of Bat, when you say Batgirl, I don't think of Barbara Gordon. But if I am thinking of Barbara Gordon Batgirl, I'm thinking of Batgirl Year One, which is a black suit with like mm-hmm. yellow accents and a blue cape.
1: Um, I also think of the Batgirl Burnside outfit, which is like okay, is very I similar that. to this. Um, yeah. but like, yeah, it's it's very similar to this, but it's got like material to it. You know, yes. it's made of leather, and so it just looks a little more well, the like the Batgirl lived Burnside
0: in. is the purple one, right? Yeah, yeah. Because the whole point with that one was they wanted to make a costume that like was very easily cosplayable, um, right? So it all kind of is built to be off-the-shelf stuff that is modified because they wanted cosplayers to be able to just make the real costume, which is a smart. Like honestly, kudos to them. I haven't read that book, and I know there's like controversy around the the artist or something, right? The um,
1: one of one of the writers is like a big time sex pest.
0: Um, okay um but like that is the that is the right idea when you're making a comic especially one that's meant to appeal to like the active younger demographic you need to make costumes people can cosplay
1: i mean yeah i was 19 when this uh, i don't know i was young when this series started and like this Mm -hmm. is what got me to read like new 52 stuff after like i fell off for a long time because new 52 just was not you know
0: doing it when I got into comics, it was because I was like, I'd watched Justice League again. And I was like, man, I wanted, to, I wanted to finally take the plunge, and um, just instantly fell into like, like New 52 had just started, kind of right. But I, mm. uh, w- I went backwards immediately into the state of DC right before that, which means I was like getting into the stuff that was big on Tumblr, which was like Stephanie Brown, Batgirl and secret six. And like Barbara Gordon as Oracle is like, that's who Barbara Gordon is. Batgirl a bunch of other characters, uh, but it's not Barbara Gordon. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and historically that's like, tr- it's so weird when you like, cause I did the thing where I was like, I'm gonna go back and read all the Batgirl issues. Like before the killing joke, there's like eight of them. <laughs> there's right? nothing. That's not yeah. a character. <laughs> yeah. Um, <sighs> and
1: like, and yeah, just thinking about like, you know, this show is never gonna touch on like Cassandra Kane stuff. Um yeah. like, you know, there's a lot of uh there's a lot of cool different like stuff you can do here. Um and the show just being like about Barbara Gordon and Dick Grayson, uh just feels very limited in a in a certain
0: yeah. way, you know? And I'm like, I am pro uh Dick and Barbara as like a couple. Mm-hmm. Um known enjoyer of this pairing especially in that that late pre pre-new 52 dc stuff mm-hmm. um but um the they just don't work have, this they show. don't they don't know they don't know who these characters are and yeah. uh knowing the the careening disaster ha- looming about where they take barbara gordon it's just hard to like invest in that way um i really want to like her cuz barbara gordon's one of my favorite dc characters dick grayson's one of my favorite dc characters um, and I think this episode has like the pieces to, if they wrote, wrote a little differently to really come together. And I mostly think like when it's her and back uh Catwoman just playing off each other mostly works. But the minute you put Robin back in, it's like, Oh right. Barbara Gordon's just like Robin, but like even more straight laced somehow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah. I was thinking about like, <laughs> I think some of my favorite Barbara Gordon stuff in the DCAU is from return of the Joker. And, I'm trying to remember if Dick Grayson even shows up in that
0: movie. You know, yeah. Um, I don't believe so. I don't believe so. Yeah. At all.
1: Like I, I think just to like make the the time that one of these characters works best for me because the, the other the one just explicitly isn't there.
0: about their weird Tim Drake of the DCAU, which is like a fake yeah. character.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was like halfway between. Um, actual jason tim drake and, and J- tim, yeah. jason todd and um also just goes off in his own direction because of how yeah. how that movie works you know yeah um man that movie's yeah. fucking good
0: <laughs> um yeah i'm interested I, i've seen it and i like it but like i was never the biggest batman beyond person so it'll be interesting to see it after having seen all of batman beyond if we ever get mm-hmm. that far um which i assume we will but you know <laughs> um but yeah, it's weird because there's things I like about this, and I think it's like a good Catwoman episode. Um anytime Catwoman just gets to be detangled from is she going to be Batman's boyfriend, I'm I'm down yeah.
1: for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the bit where she's obviously not going to like turn herself over to the police. The the bit yes. where she like gets in the gets in the car and then a block later just boots them out is so good. What a W for really this good. character. I love
0: yeah, she's great. Um you think she knows who that is she literally puts a, a fucking note for her outside her like gymnastics class on the on the cork board
1: i did there is a bit where they're escaping from the police and barbara is like um oh daddy would be so disappointed in me and i'm like you know catwoman can hear you right now right <laughs> and yeah. like that would be a normal thing for anybody to say but like
0: girl <laughs> um yeah, but like she, she literally leaves a note exactly where only Barbara Gordon would probably see it, and like I assume the implication is like, oh, you know, I, I she's a young girl, looked like she was maybe in college, so I put it in like a college like thoroughfare. Maybe she, maybe she seeded that note across all the college like gathering areas of Gotham University or whatever. Um, I, th- I,
1: I think if you wanted to figure out, oh, who's this redhead that?
0: Um... <laughs> who's this five foot four redhead who can do gymnastics and is like looks like a 40s lady and uh-huh. uh, is really smart. It would not take very long to
1: figure. Yeah. About. <laughs> yeah, the the list is short.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um I I I I fully believe that Catwoman knows the whole everybody in the Bat family like she knows. <laughs> yeah.
0: There's a lot of good like fight scenes in this episode. I feel like yeah, this episode so they really went for it in terms of like we're going to put like this is a episode mostly about two women who get to do action which is not a guarantee in this era Um, Mm -hmm. and uh, that stuff's good
1: there's a lot of weird
0: poses of Catwoman because you basically have to draw like a naked human body doing all of Catwoman's moves as there's a lot (laughs) of like anime in-betweeners not understanding realistic human anatomy sometimes (laughs) it's Um, it's fine it's not a problem but i did uh, there's a lot of there's a couple there's like one where catwoman like crouches down deep and does like this big leap and i'm just like human bodies look goofy sometimes i'm not sure they're doing a great job of representing that even now (laughs) yeah
1: well i thought the last episode too like they were really going for it just on like the um maybe not like the action scenes but the like Images that they wanted like to be really memorable, like yeah. Freeze like shooting Batman and Robin, or Freeze coming out of the. Um,
0: <clears throat> oh, uh, I forgot to. I mean, I want to mention. I, this is the thing I've forgotten to mention. Uh, Mister Freeze does the world's slowest Frozone slide in his episode.
1: <laughs> he does do that, <laughs>
0: <laughs> which I thought was great. But they're like, we don't. We're not animating this fast. Uh, that, that's too hard. We're just gonna do it very slowly. Uh, It's weird, because, like, next time we see Batman, it's going to be anime. It's going to be fucking... I mean, other than the movie, right? Mm -hmm. Um, The redesigns will hit, and it'll be, like, the modern... Not quite where they go with Justice League, but close enough. um, And they're just, like, not going for the Fleischer-style real anatomy anymore. Not that this show has been, like, hitting it that often anyway, but, like, it's a radically different-looking show next time we see it.
1: Yeah, it's a bit of a letdown for me. There's there's other... The Batman works fine for me. the The big one is like some of the villains just like don't work oh, for me. When the, the villain redesign redesigns
0: hits. are, I think almost universally bad in the show. Yes, uh,
1: the Joker one especially. Um, but most of them just don't work. I don't think.
0: Yeah. Um, the I think the only ones who I was like maybe Poison Ivy, but I, I don't love it. Um, the only one that is good is inexplicably the outrageous Scarecrow redesign. <laughs> Where he's a fucking oh, right. the Undertaker and like yeah. seven feet tall. <laughs> um,
1: yeah. The, so I'm I'm looking at uh the, his season three design, and I always think I like this, but the thing I'm actually thinking of is the Justice League. He's like he looks the weird halfway point they hit in season Who? three uh, for Batman. Sorry. Oh yes, <clears throat> for um, for Batman. About
0: that, yeah. The thing about the season three version of Batman is the way he's designed always struck me as like. This show already had an iconography where when Batman looks like that, it's the it's the past. It's flashback yeah. Batman. Yeah, I love the like super pointy ear Justice League version. That's not what season three Batman is. No,
1: no, super pointy eared Batman. That that is a Batman after my heart. Um, yeah, the ears on on Justice League Batman are just absurd.
0: <laughs> yeah, but also that's a show where they go we've had three seasons of batman we're not like there's so there's like Mm -hmm. almost no batman focused episodes he's like a major character but like as like the guy they call in when they need someone to be scary (laughs)
1: yeah yeah the i always think about the um there's the one where he uh well whatever god
0: i'm I'm looking at pictures too this batman is so not it the just league Mm -hmm. version is just such such a better cleaner design
1: yeah um I'll be curious to see the season three Batman in, in motion a little bit, but, mm-hmm. um,
0: yeah. Uh, next week, Mask of the Phantasm? Yeah, Mask of the Phantasm. If that doesn't happen, that's only because I think we're doing Mordor that week also, so it's probably yeah. going to be a little busy. Uh, yeah. Two movies might be a little much, so, uh, 50, honestly, 50-50 on us doing that, that week. Yeah. It will be the next thing we do, Yes. Mask. Um... And then we will be doing Superman for at least a little while before we come back to Batman. Yes. Yes. Um, and
1: yeah, no, no plans to do any comics right now. Um, I just, we just have never made the plan. And I just want to, you know, I want to do Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. We'll watch some Superman. We can always stop and do some comics. I'm not beholden to only watching cartoons every week, right? You just got to give yeah. me a little leeway if we're reading something big. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. But um, um, where can people find you online the, you can find me on twitter at em underscore being you can find all my podcasts at abnormalmapping.com. what's coming up that's good um, we're about to do a new abnormal mapping it's just me talking about Resident Evil because I played it will be six Resident Evil games by the time Jesus. that happens I'm I'm on my sixth right now
1: you play so many video games every mm. month <laughs>
0: well this is special because i finished chrono cross really early and resident evil is uh you know these resident evil games are like at most like six seven hours long right I, yeah that I, makes sense i played i played uh resident evil 3 remake in two sittings like and it was like that night and i woke up the next morning and like finished the video game okay okay yeah um because that game was four hours long perfect size for video <laughs> game more video games should be four hours long. Fucking tell me about it.
1: <laughs> um, well, you can find me on Twitter at Atumnal underscore coffee. You can find me on co-host at Atumnal. You can go to exportaud.io to support this podcast and all the other podcasts we do, such as Mordor Movie Night. If you want to hear us talk about the two fucking towers next week, uh, we'll be doing that. So look forward yeah. to
0: that. Um you had a what i guess that was an ours. i just listened to it about that Dragonlance book yes um that book sounds fucking terrible but i really like that episode i think that's for five dollar patrons right
1: yes yes for five dollar yeah, patrons um for five dollar patrons nora and i talked about dragons of autumn twilight um which what is was like the
0: fucking music on that episode by the way
1: <laughs> it was uh nora just got home from work it was dungeon the legend of huma yes uh she's giving me a thumbs up. And then um okay. Nightwish, another Dragonlance. Okay. Yeah. They have a whole Dragonlance album, I think. Of course oh, they she's, do. She's shaking her head at me. Not a Dragonlance album. <laughs> 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 I think she's tired from work and doesn't want to speak into a
0: microphone. That's but... fine. Uh, it was a good episode. Uh I I hope Thank you do you. more of those so I can hear the terrible things about D inspired <laughs> objects.
1: I think the thing we're thinking about is maybe not like the next book I read, but then the book after that will finish out the Dragonlance Chronicles trilogy, and maybe we'll just do a whole wrap up, you know? Okay, <clears throat> yeah. And then, who knows? I bought I bought uh, non D D books from those authors this week, so <laughs> okay. Um, who fucking knows what's next? Um,
0: but yeah. Uh, all right we'll be back with the movie uh next time we are here this podcast again airs most mondays um you get it a week early if you subscribe to patreon you should export does great work um better work than i'm bringing on this podcast i'll be honest Uh, (laughs) i'm gonna have to listen to you tell me that puss in boots is a good movie next week and i'm not looking forward to it
1: you're i think that episode is gonna get like uploaded tonight if i'm not mistaken
0: Uh, okay so, so I won't listen to it till next week That's uh, fair I
1: don't believe you It's a good movie I don't know what you want from me It's just a good yeah. movie <laughs>
0: um, The other thing is uh, realizing Listening to a uh, franchise That I don't think I ever saw Shrek 3 I think I have memory holed myself Into believing I would seen Shrek 3 And I was out after Shrek 2 It's better It's just better that way <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um all right uh until next time batman batman